Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss now it's time for showbiz news fm 104's dish the dirt with mooney's hyundai long mile road and dean's grange your first stop for hyundai epmooney.ie so we're getting closer and closer to the big performance from the two uh, most popular irish men at the moment dermot kennedy and paul meskell they are teaming their resources and they're doing a gig. Is it tomorrow night, isn't it? Uh, I think it is, yeah. yeah, yeah. Emma, I know I Emma's been giving away tickets. She probably, she probably snuck a pair for herself. She's that much of a fan. It's, uh, sorry, it's actually tonight's uh, virtual show, the National History Museum. So it's actually tonight. And uh, I saw a picture of them on the balcony with a big giant... The bones of a dinosaur behind them. Ah, dinosaur. It's a very beautiful building. It's in London. And uh, it's going to be good. What's Dermot Kennedy saying about it? that it's reaped in history, is it? Well, he says fans can expect something very different from his usual gigs. I want people to know this isn't just me playing the guitar in an acoustic setting. Like, we've got different setups, we've got different stages, we've got different, like, arrangements of songs that people wouldn't have heard before. Oh, he's using a Zoom microphone there, I can hear the popping of it. Um, now, Dermot, I presume he'll be, he won't be in the fire exit for the gig. Good man, no. uh, Saran Jones is pictured in her shed yesterday, right? Because the BAFTAs are on. So what they did was they got all the actors and actresses to dress up as if they were going to the BAFTAs and take their shot so they'll have it for if they win or just a photograph for the programme. I don't know. So she's in a white uh, set of trousers and jacket with sun uh, with with glasses in her hand that she's taken off her head. She's got no shoes Very on. malahide, isn't it? Very it's, malahide. <laughs> This, there's big dirty Wellingtons in the in the foreground of the picture. There's IKEA boxes in the background with loads of rubbish in them because it was taken in her shed. I could even see a, a child's door for the uh, stairs, the stair guard thing in the background. See, she's normal. That's that makes me like her more. So uh, she's uh, 41 now. She's running for leading actress for her role in Gentleman Jack, which I haven't seen, but I have drank. <coughs> Sorry. She could be going to the Baftas or Gibneys on a Friday night. She really could. She really could. She has that look about her, all right. Well, best luck to everybody tomorrow in that. Come on, Ireland. Does it make it sound like you mean it, will you? Uh, I do mean it, Jim. I do mean it. <laughs> uh, Amy Hooperman, I've never seen a woman in so many dresses in 24 hours on her Instagram, pictured everywhere. She's backing Irish designers at the moment. She was at uh, a design and crafts council at the Westry Mall. Brian, can I just say, you know, on behalf of all lads in Ireland who would love to have a beer with you and also fancy your missus, 
You're you're punching, man. You're punching. Did you see what Brian did the other day? What did he do? Now, this is, what, is not what I expected, right? So I'll tell you what I expected and what he actually did. So he was cycling up both head. Okay. Exercising. Hard thing to do. That's especially hard thing to do. No, he's, but he, he's Brian O'Driscoll, right? So he's the he's man got, of he's steel. He's got the legs. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. So he's up there and he's, he's cycling up and he put up a picture. Oh, no. And he had a massive puncture on his bike, right? <sighs> Top of both head, puncture. Now, I would have expected him to pick the bike up just, just because... <laughs> because of who he is I would have expected him to put the bike over his back and probably run back to where he lives Rath Mines or wherever he lives Rath Gar uh, with the bike on his back maybe maybe even run on his knees jog on buddy but you know what he did what and it actually it made me feel he a lot better a, about myself he put it on Instagram so someone else went up with a tube for him well he put it on Instagram alright but uh, he got a lift home from his ma <laughs> he got a lift home from his man. He said, thank God for Maz. And uh, he had the bike in the back of her car. Maybe they live so longer. Maybe it's like, that's that's normal. Fair play to him. It is normal enough, yeah. Even Brian O'Driscoll needs his man to save him sometimes. You would, a guy who's been an international athlete, you'd expect him with the mantra of, you know, fail to prepare. You'd think he'd have an L-puncture repair kit in the cycling Well, the, the next picture after he got the lift home was uh, his spare bike and he was off again. Oh, so the workout was still happening. Yeah, right, 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 yeah. yeah it's tough. L one uh, the the L I went up one side once and abandoned, and I, I managed the other side one day, but I had to get off and walk. It's so, very steep. You'd need to pace day. yourself, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah, or just be really fit. So uh, well done. But yeah, a lovely, lovely misses he managed to get in life. Uh, it's six fifty six on the strawberry alarm clock on FM one hundred and four. <laughs> She listens sometimes. Maybe she's laughing her head off in the kitchen. She is right a lovely, now. lovely missus. With the There's dog. no doubt about it. Yeah. Uh, that's Dish for now. It's F104. If you're wet this morning, uh, don't, don't be alone. We're all in the same boat, although it seems to be finally just drying off in the last few minutes. F104, it's the Strawberry Diamond Clock with Ariana Grande. It's ten past seven. Remember, everything will be absolutely grande. Hopefully. It's the uh, 3rd <laughs> of July. There is a question about Ariana Grande in FN4's Instagram coming up in uh, a little while. Oh, about an hour from now. Bad now, I haven't put up the qualifying question yet. We'll get to it in a second. Uh, Kerry CD, Michael Healy Ray has told a court that he was left rattled from an awful tirade of abuse and threatened he would be shot when his car was stuck in traffic in Dublin. A uh, man was found guilty yesterday of a public order offence in connection with the incident on the morning of December 4th, 2018 at the junction of the South Circular Road and Crumlin Road in Dolphins Barn. Uh, he denied claims he threatened that he would put a bullet in his head. He well, raised, there's always high drama, isn't there? Well. I mean, he obviously didn't ask for this, but. Uh, no. Mr. Staines, uh, who was one of the legal people uh, involved in it, suggested that uh, the man's father, who was driving, asked him what he was doing about homelessness and that he made political remarks. Replying, the TD said there may have been a mention of homelessness, but he described the exchange as a vicious verbal attack. There's no need for that. A car pulled up beside him and gestured to roll down his window, which he did. He said the driver was cross and very angry and used very bad language. He said the front seat passenger, the accused, was as bad. I'm not faint-hearted, but what he did say rattled me. Yeah, it would be rattled. There's no need for that. But like, in fairness, like there are people out there who are driving around and some, some of them are just unhinged. So he just was in the wrong place at the wrong time. But... 
Well, it's, it's, um, yeah, that's not, it's not a nice uh, not a nice experience. It does sound a little bit targeted also, but uh, you would want to put a bullet in your head and I would do it, something to that effect. He said his car was pinned in and it was the front seat passenger who made the threat. So that was all over the shop yesterday. Uh, staying with politicians, so, uh, Richard Bruton whipped his top off and the internet went mad. Yeah, he's ripped. He is. Who knew? <laughs> a politician is ripped underneath his suit. Who would you say the most ripped politician is? Well, at the moment, probably him in Ireland. Uh, I'd, say, him. I'd say Justin Trudeau is all right under the shirt. Would you, yeah? Uh, so the headline <laughs> is, um, I'm Irish. Paul Meskell has declared, I'm Irish. He just tweeted, I'm Irish. Because uh, The Guardian and various other publications in the UK, in Britain, have said that Paul Meskell is English. And it's an English show. And as far as I'm aware, it was written by an Irish... Normal people, it was written by... An Irish woman, directed by... Uh, uh, most of the episodes were directed by Irish people. Uh, Lenny Abrahamson was, uh, I think, in charge of overseeing most of it as well. He, he directed, I think, more, half, more than half the episodes. Um, mostly Irish cast, mostly Irish crew. But the guards, I mean, look, they must be... So for some Baptists, so it's English now. I've said for a long time that the English are trolling us over this. The guards know what they're, what they're... They know what their stuff is, so come on. They're making it up. I saw somebody saying, if, if you're going to claim all the Irish people as English or British, at least let us have the iPlayer now. Yes, that would be a good point. <laughs> so anyway, he's tweeted, uh, Paul and his fellow actor Andrew Scott are also uh, tipped for Emmys. He's, Andrew Scott's up for a couple of things. And uh, they've both been called British for various, in various different articles. But they're not right. Sure, who haven't they claimed? It's probably us, that's about it. Westlife, U2. They've claimed, they've claimed Colin Farrell, they've Colin claimed Saoirse. I mean, like, Taylor. come on, she's Saoirse. I mean, Saoirse Ronan has to go and say, I'm Irish. Like, how? listen to her. She couldn't be more Irish. Yeah, 100%. You don't need to tell me, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Sorry. Leave her Irish alone, will you? Leave them alone. Yeah. Uh, Klopp so this is Podge will tell us more about this on the TV guide and streaming guide tomorrow but there is a documentary on this weekend and it's uh, I need to find out the exact name but basically there's quotes of it starting to appear though to appear and uh, he's told how he feared lockdown would rob the club of their first ever Premier League title he revealed he and his yeah. players pulled together helped them through the crisis guess how old Klopp is Jim Klopp is 55 He's 53. Oh, not too far off. Huh? Not too far off. But uh, this will be, this is a must watch now for, it's called uh, Jurgen Klopp, Germany's Greatest Export. And it's a, it's a bonus Monday. It's on Channel 4, but I think these are quotes from it. Well, I think Beer would have uh, has something to say about that title. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, he's an amazing guy. And you know what I love about him is that he gets the best out of players without you know, without treating them like dirt, he's such a positive force. I'm sure he gives out to them if they're if they're not great, but he kind of has his arm around them. He inspires them to be better players. I've heard some of the players saying that they didn't think they were that good, and Klopp convinced them that they were better players than they actually were, and they started playing better than they thought they could. And that's just incredible. Like you know, so many managers just do that old-fashioned screaming at you and throwing boots around, and I hate that style of management. This is so cooler. And uh, look at the look who he achieved. 
Sounds like you've been in a few dress rooms yourself there, Jim. You okay? Uh, <laughs> Michael O'Leary, right? Can everyone just, just give him a moment this morning? Ryanair's finances for 2020 have been revealed. He only got... He, he got half his base pay. Isn't that pilots to run your, your base pay at the moment? He only got half his base pay. Half a million and a bonus of €458,000, which combined is forty grand, forty two grand off a million this year. But what was the bonus for? Uh, I don't know, just his performance. <laughs> Obviously, I don't know. I don't really know what he had to do to get it. So he's, on no, so he's normally on about £2 million then? Uh, yeah, and obviously he's a shareholder and all the rest of it, so yeah. So he still took home a million quid. And that, the year isn't done yet, obviously, it's worth pointing out. He's doing all right, yeah. I'm sure half of that financial year was probably in 2019, which there wasn't a pandemic today. Oh, I suppose, but, yeah. But still. And NASA, NASA today sends a helicopter to Mars in a bid to make the first ever aircraft flight to the planet. Scientists hope to prove it? it's possible to launch the chopper in the thin and deadly cold atmosphere. I didn't know there was such a thing as a space chopper. Well, not quite Mars, but sure, hasn't Musk put a put some sort of a, a convertible car up in space last year? Did something like that, yeah. Anyway. yeah. So, uh, can it uh, be produced in the atmosphere to make fuel and for breathing? And they've said, NASA, Michael Hecht said... When we send humans to Mars, we want them to return safely, and to do that, they need a rocket to lift off the planet. Liquid oxygen propellant is something we could make there and not have to bring with with us. And if they can make it there, that means Mars is a return journey all of a sudden. Yeah. They say that there's a different type of uh, aircraft knocking around. The, the American government have released pictures of it. They don't know if it's somebody like an Elon Musk somewhere on Earth who's worked out how to have... Uh, gravity-free aircraft, or if it's actually aliens, nobody knows. But it's it's out there, and they've seen it. And uh, once once we harness that, I think it can go anywhere. If you want uh, an emergency exit or extra leg room, they'll charge you thirty quid each way for it. <laughs> yeah, the baggage would be huge on it. Deedly, deedly, we open the show later today. We will have Shaggy. Uh, we'll be chatting to him. A very very cool customer. He's re-releasing uh, one of his massive albums from uh, 20 years ago. And uh, also, we'll have a new visit to Ireland AM Studios, see what they're doing today. Apparently, they're talking to an expert about masks. Oh, are they now? Well, yeah. the big point. Uh, drying off. Lads, it's missing down here in Finglas. Yeah, I just meant compared to... Listen, you weren't up at five o'clock, probably, Paul. Uh, and it's... Uh, <laughs> Paul. If that is your real name, Paul Dodd from Finglas. It was that kind of rain that was hopping off the roof kind of rain. So, Well, let me t- let me tell you, Paul, and everybody else, here's the deal. It's There's uh, quite a heavy rain still knocking around for the next hour. Um, by about 8 o'clock, it should start to dry off, and by 9 o'clock, it'll have stopped, okay? And then the rest of Friday will be a mixture of sunshine and cloud and uh, very high temperatures, 19 degrees. It's going to be very, very muggy today. So once we get past this morning, the next couple of hours, it should be a lovely day after that. Uh, Therese says, when an Irish person wins, the Brits claim him or her as theirs, but when we lose, they disclaim if they then lose. They did it with uh, McGuigan, Barry McGuigan. Right. They don't just do it with Irish, they, they do it with Scottish people too. I've seen it, you know, well, Barry's probably tennis a bit players more, are... Barry's probably a bit more controversial because he was from the North, or is from the North, so maybe there was a bit of yeah. that going on as well. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a strange one. Anyway, Paul Meskell had to put it on his own Instagram yesterday. <laughs> just the two words. Did he use a full stop? Or did he just say, I'm Irish? 
It just uh, yeah, full stop. I'm Irish, <laughs> which you shouldn't have to do. Like you really should. But look at him. He's in he's in GA shorts. Listen to his accent. There's no way. <laughs> There's no way he could be anything else. Yeah, true. It's a strange one. Right, I'm just about to post today's Insta story uh, qualifying question. It's worth 1,000 euro. We don't mind if you DM us it or, or WhatsApp it back. We don't mind. We don't mind. But have a little go on it in about two minutes. It's worth 1,000 euro. And also, we did this before when we're nosy. Where do you listen to uh, Instagram? Is there, do you listen to it every morning? Where reds do you do it? Do you do it in the car? Do you shout at the radio? Are you in the kitchen? If you're, if you've Let us know. If you're going back to work, bring your smart speaker that you've been listening to at home back into the office so you have a little bit of tunage in the, in the corner. Tell the boss it's good for productivity. Because after eight, we always have something funny Instagram and the nod your noggin. It's a, it's a nice little half hour there, so make sure you're catching all three if you can. The Struggle Alarm Clock on FM 104, 7.37. They'll be chatting to us tomorrow. Jim, Jim, you keep saying it's Friday. You're getting everyone's hopes up. Will you stop? Where are you going Sorry, with the rest well, of Friday, Jim? There's it's a reason for that. F and uh, Thursday, no... Jim. Get your act together, man. <laughs> See, today is kind of my Friday. So. Jim's, it's Jim's fake Friday. It's Well, it's not fake Friday. It's really Friday. So, uh, <laughs> it's Thursday. I'm going to call it Friday for the rest of the show. <laughs> you keep giving Friday the weather. Stop. Uh, Dub, listen every morning from Galway. I'm an economic refugee. <laughs> I'm crap at Instagram, getting ready for uh, the day, listening on the, to the road because uh, it makes me feel like home, says Sarah. Come on, Sarah. Well, look, Sarah. Look Sarah, when you say you're crap at Instagram, have you never got a 10? Like, have you got an 8 even? Exactly, yeah. How crap sure are you? Okay. And Sarah, actually, when you look out at the pictures you send us with your trampoline in the background, uh, you know, you wouldn't have that size garden in Dublin. So, you know, swings and roundabouts. Um, or trampolines. Or, or trampolines. Uh, good point. Uh, eh, lads, uh, McGuig- sorry, I didn't know that. Barry McGuigan's from Clonus, right? Where did you say he was from? The north. Oh, yeah, he's from Clonus, yeah. I went from the L accent. I, uh, yeah, okay, right. Well, we want them anyway. Get lost, England, and the L Paul Methical Front. <laughs> uh, Get lost, England. Keep them for yourself. So, a principle. Now, hang on, I know, I know, but sometimes principles are, are all right. One of them has come up with a plan when secondary school students go back. Yeah. With 4,000 schools closed at the moment, uh, they, they've all been on their phone more than ever. So how the hell does a teacher get the classroom back when things return? Because they're all going to be used to this thing attached to their hand. So this student, or this uh, principal, Carl Hegarty, he's only 40. How, how old do you have to be to be a principal? Carl Hegarty. He sounds familiar. Um, well, it's a popular name. He's invented the phone away box. Phone away, phone away. It's an acrylic box which fits on your locker in school and then you can keep your phones locked up during class and obviously you won't be near them. And why they have to be Oh, acrylic? they'll love that, won't they? Yeah. They'll love that. <laughs> take, take your favourite so, thing, the thing you can't put down, let's put it in a box. And not only that, make the box see-through so you can, <laughs> you can look at your phone oh. lighting up going, oh, I've got double mats now, for sake. Exactly, no, the, the double Hegarty. They'll be going, oh, Jesus, not your man with his box. <laughs> well, he's been doing make-and-do at home with his big Kellogg's Cornflakes box. It's all, uh, stick it in there. Principal Carl said, when they return to school next month, they'll have been attached to their phone for the last six months. I've spent more time on my phone, never mind them. So we all need to adjust. Walking around, you'd see students with their heads down on their phones, not even looking up. When you're not looking up, you miss a lot. Okay, Carl, all right, calm down. Carl, principal at Leinster Senior College in Newbridge, Introduces the boxes in October after he <laughs> after he and his business partner Jerry Ryan had them produced in China. So is this this is uh, Mr. Nix or this teacher? Is he? 
Oh, right. So, so he's trying to sell skills. this to all the other skills as well. Yeah. Uh, that's probably what he's doing. Uh, <laughs> I came up with the idea of a box, along with Jerry, the study supervisor at school. We designed and introduced them, and the students really bought into it. <laughs> Concentration levels did improve. Oh, I'd say the away. students loved it, Carl. I'd say they, oh. I said they go home and they, they said they run in the door and go, Do you know what Mr. Hegarty did today? He invented the thing to take away my favourite device. Isn't he so great? <laughs> Uh, I hope he makes a million dollars from him and Jerry. Teachers felt more relaxed because they weren't waiting for the beep to go off during the class. Oh, that would wreck <laughs> my head. Oh, Driscoll, put that on silent or turn it off. If it happens again, don't come back. Just leave the class and don't, and just keep walking. Yeah. Uh, phone away in a phone away box. He now has a hotel chain interested in the product as well. I'm not sure that phone. Phone away. Me. Why would hotels want phone away? I don't know. So your missus can't ring you if you're in somewhere where you shouldn't be. Well, I, don't I, know. I remember there was a pub in Docky and it had no uh, connection. You, just, you couldn't ring anybody in it. And people used to, used to go there who d- didn't want to get contacted by their other half. Yeah, it's not a bad plan. Yeah. Find, find I, so I, wonder, I, I wonder if Mr. Hegarty and uh, his partner Jerry, are they coming up uh, with, a new, with a new device? Uh, that'll be on Dragon's Den. Uh, do you know what it easily could be on Dragon's Den uh, would last a week till the phones start getting robbed most schools have the lockers in the halls yeah th- this isn't in the classroom so you, it's a good point uh, I suppose you know. yeah my, my teachers invented something like that for Cognotes it was called a bin <laughs> <laughs> oh get your phone confiscated though there'd be nothing worse like give me the phone oh no it wouldn't be confiscated it would be in the box give me the phone <laughs> yeah but at least you can take it out of the box at, at the end of class this like give you, give you that back on Monday Anyway, wow, that's that's the future of secondary school students. You can thank. I'll, I'll just give his name again, so you want to write his name on the back of a toilet door, right? Uh, Mr. Carl Hegarty, principal. Thank us later. Yeah, he'll be up there with Alexander Graham Bell, the inventors. <laughs> Edison uh, Hegarty. It's time for Showbiz News. FM 104's Dish the Dirt. With Mooney's Hyundai, Long Mile Road and Dean's Grange. Your first stop for Hyundai, epmooney.ie. So here's a strange one, right? Yeah. Here's a strange one. Roz Purcell claims a ghost saved her from a creep who broke into her room as she slept during a Miss Universe pageant in Vegas. That's a terrible thing to say about Brezzy. The model says... The spirit first visited her in her bedroom while growing up in an ancient farmhouse in County Tipperary. This, so this ghost follows her around. Didn't know ghosts could follow you. Right. She said, we grew up in a very old house. I think that it was like 1620s. It's a very old farmhouse. One night, I distinctly remember waking up and there was a man above me. Not in a scary way, though. How could it not be a scary way if there's a man above you? It's a ghost. It's a friendly ghost. He disappeared very well. quickly. And so part of me, I got older. I was like... Uh, it was just my subconscious, they thought. He was very distinctive, and he was from the 1920s. Well, he must have been dressed like the 1920s. He was dressed in a flat cap and was wearing what men would have worn in the early 1900s, and that's why it was so distinctive. I always remember he was about 19 or 20, and it was such a distinctive face and clothing. So this fellow from the 1920s, he's hovering around Ros Purcell's room, and... Uh, so she went off to do Miss Universe in 2010, which mm-hmm. was run by Trump, which is just a whole bowl of wrong. And she explained, when I was about 19, I went to Miss Universe in Vegas, I was asleep, and all of a sudden in the dream, the man in this really dark tunnel with the light behind him came running towards me really fast. That's all I remember thinking it was. That's him. The same man, the exact same clothes, the exact same face, everything. And he pushed me, and I turned around. I was staying in a hotel room, and he pushed me so hard that I turned around in my bed, and I actually... 
I woke up and when I woke up there was a man who'd broken into my room and he was standing above me oh, a wait. man alive oh, an actual real Jesus a real man so the, the, the ghost woke her up in her dream to tell her there was a fellow in her room which I presume I screamed and like, I jumped up so out. quickly that the man ran out this real person who walked into my hotel room and he'd broken in oh I always think God. the ghost was there to try and save me sounds like it was Roz was Roz that's a movie there Roz I hope the ghost has tried her uh, sweet potato chocolate brownies they're very very good uh, Lewis Capaldi's man da hate someone like you Carol and Mark are his parents name. How are you someone Carol? like you that's an Adele song uh, someone you loved sorry same, same <laughs> shame, isn't it? Like, why would they be slagging off Adele? Uh, Lewis from Whitburn uh, said he knows. You know- Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Who knows a song will go down well with the public if his parents don't like it? (laughs) (laughs) My mum really can't hide her disdain for something if she doesn't like it. I can tell by looking at her face if she doesn't like the tune and I always go I've got goosebumps um, so they said scrap it don't put it on the album obviously he's glad he didn't listen to them never listen to your parents Christine Lampard's filling in for uh, Lorraine at the moment and uh, Scarlett Moffat was a guest on during the weekend they asked her about the rumour that she's going to be on Strictly this year mm. they asked the question but Scarlett trotted around the answer could it be true all I need is a yes or a no I mean, I would. I love Strictly, but if not, I'll just be there on TikTok making my own cha-cha dances. <laughs> Correct answer. Christine's wearing some very cool face masks. Can I just point out? Oh, yeah. Follow her on the ground. How cool are they? I mean. uh, there's ones with lips and teeth. I like. I do like the mask with the teeth. The huge yeah. teeth. <laughs> we should give some out to some of the builders. For free, like. <laughs> we should. And explain to them. Hey, lads, these are masks. <laughs> You're supposed to wear them because of a pandemic. Stop sitting on each other's laps and getting each other into nuggies. We know you love each other really, but now's not the time. Uh, Wiley's being banned from Twitter over his hate tweets. Kicked off for good after tweeting offensive comments about Jewish people. Uh, Twitter temporarily suspended his account on Friday, but yesterday permanently barred him. So he is gone. Hopefully that doesn't mean he can come on in with a football crest and have a you know call himself Wiley underscore... Not no. real or something. And uh, the Emmy Awards, the nominee, Brian Cox for Succession. If you've been watching it like I have, it's great. He's proud he's still bossing at the age of 74. He plays a guy who's 80. And he's been nominated for a Primetime Emmy Award alongside many of his castmates. It's a great show. He's the dad in it. And Brian shares his reaction with us. I'm glad to know that I'm still here. <laughs> That's the great thing about it. Oh, my God, here I am. I'm still here, 74, and still doing it. Somebody, when I was a young actor, said, you know, Brian, it's going to be the long haul for you. Well, it's been a hell of a long haul, but it's been a good one, and I ain't complaining. 
Don't talk about the long haul. The <laughs> long haul. Ah, right. It's my Friday and everything. It's the story with Arm Clock on F104. We've got Instagram worth 1000 euro. Shaggy is on the show today. Shaggy. Nod your noggin suggestions, please. 87 679 And we're over on the Ireland AM couch with Simon and Anna after eight. Let's go over now to the studios of Ireland AM where Simon and Anna are on the couch. from my holidays after two weeks Glenda was filling in Simon did you get on great with her yeah 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 <coughs> right answer Simon and let's go live now outside to the weather guy who's uh, waiting for us in the wind hello there good morning to you all Ermajan Gafad Erish Isamakas Jock and uh, thanks very much for joining me here outside of Tashiana Flocker Fad August I have an umbrella over my head and I've just come back from a swim that's why I'm still wearing my swimming cap and of course I'm hiding the salt and pepper because I'm a bit more self-conscious about that since somebody highlighted that on Twitter that my beard is a different colour to my hair that's why I'm wearing the swimming cap right now Right, was that the actual weather forecast there? Because uh, I didn't hear anything about sunshine or rain or anything like that. Just heard you talking the goosey-goosey ganders and then back to us about your hair. Well, Simon, if you had gone to school in the first place, you would have known about the fluck. Fluck means wet rain coming down on top of my head at the moment. As you can see, I have an umbrella. So there you go, that's your weather. Thank you. Yeah, fluck is right. So, Simon, we have a very exciting guest in studio sitting many, many metres away from us, and he's an expert about face masks, and it's Professor Patrick Schillementer. Schillementer is French. Look it up. It's French, is it? Yeah. Between the Irish and the French, every day's a school day here in Ireland, I am, what? Yes, and uh, before we begin the interview, I want to let you know that I'll be speaking to you with a very concerned look on my face, and my voice will have an anxious undertone. Right, well, I'm going to be coughing throughout your interview as well, just to warn you. <coughs> Hope you don't mind me sitting on my own foot. Yeah, you might want to get that checked out. It's looking a little purple. Well, it just makes me comfy. I like to sit on my own foot when I'm doing these interviews. Now, Dr. Patrick, uh, what kind of mask would you recommend for people to be wearing on their face? Hmm? Of course, I refer to the CDC and the WHO. Those two organisations approve of basic and surgical face masks for public use. I've been wearing masks, actually, uh, for a long time in my career. Uh, on the set of the Batman movie, you always uh, used to have to wear them because of the smoke that the Joker was releasing onto the city of Gotham. Right. Um, that's literally nothing got to do with public health at the moment, Simon, your acting career. I also think that um, fashion can play a huge part here because, as you can see, I have a nice mask that matches my dress and I'm not only stylish and gorgeous, but I'm keeping myself and others safe. Yes, and uh, Hannah... I it's Anna? Yes, and... Sorry. <laughs> Who's Hannah? Have you never watched this show? Do you know who I am? Yes, and of course the basic cloth face mask is very popular at the moment and women as beautiful as yourself, it's such a shame that you have to hide such a wonderful visage. That's right. Well, just get my name right in future. I am the nation's sweetheart. I remember uh, I was wearing a mask in a play that I'd done uh, in the old Civic Theatre in London. I was treading the bards. And I had to wear a gas mask because the, the play like was set in World War II, you know, in the Blitz. And there I was, you know, doing me thing. Again, Simon, that has nothing to do with public health. But I do actually have the P100 respirator gas mask. If you'll just indulge me for a moment, I'll stick it on. Was this like the one you wore in your film? No, it actually was a play in the Civic Theatre in London. Uh, don't, don't. Sorry, I lost interest. Yeah, well, now all the viewers can relate. 
Now, let me ask you this, though, uh, Dr. Patrick. Do you like a beef, burger, and yang? Because I'm going to be cooking one now, and just after the break, we'll be talking about dogs, uh, staycations, and how to cook a beef, burger, and yang. Would you like a bit of that, would you? Get that into it, would you? Uh, you know, this is nothing to do with public health. In fact, if you ate some of that food, I'm sure you would end up in a hospital. No, no, no. It's actually from my new book, and uh, I'm doing deliveries now where I can send you, like, slabs of meat and potatoes to your door. Pinned to it is a little yellow sticky note with what to do with it the meat and the potatoes and how can you can make a Simon's special world famous beef bourguignon yeah. we also have here is the Darth Vader mask which are very popular with our geeky uh, public members and the Guy Fox mask from V for the Vendetta were you in that as well Simon? I was never in that one but I was on the set of Star Wars I remember Darth Vader coming up to me and going I know what you're getting for Christmas Simon Simon we've all heard this joke Come on, can I do it? No, we all know this joke, Simon. He comes up to me, right, Doctor? And he says, uh, I know what you're getting for Christmas. <laughs> and <coughs> he, I said, how do you know that? And he goes, I felt your presence. <laughs> Gas, isn't it? Yes, okay, time's up, I guess. Yeah, um, beef, bourguignon coming up after the break. Anyway, people, that's all the information. Thanks for that, Dr. Yeah. Patrick. You've been a mine of information. Is it mine or mine? Does anybody watch this anymore, really? I mean, why, why did I come in here? Come on, you know it. Strawberry Alarm Clock. Sophie, Sophie. Hi, I'm Robinson and I play Sophie Webster and you are listening to the Strawberry Alarm Clock on FM 104. Sophie, get out of bed, Jim Jim and Nobby. Jim Jim and Nobby. FM 104. FM 104's Instagram with Cover in a Click. Young Driver Car Insurance Specialists. See what you can save. Coverinaclick.ie. 10 questions. 60 seconds. Thousand euro. FM 104's Instagram. How are you, Chris? Yeah, yeah. Hello, is that? You there, Chris? Is that Chris? Yeah, hi, how's it going? Maybe call you Chris or is it Christopher? Uh, Chris is fine, yeah, fine. It's fine, okay. How do you do? You're going to be playing a bit of golf this weekend, Chris? Well, I'm permitting, yes, hopefully. I think it's be where, okay, is it? Where, are you, where do you play? Uh, I'm a member down the club in Wexford. What do you play uh, off? 14. Oh. So. Wexford, yeah, I can guarantee you it's, uh, from today and tomorrow are going to be very nice. Nice one. Yeah. Yeah. Needs a jacket. Might be a few, few showers tomorrow afternoon. So you work in a lab? I work, yeah, I work for a company that does calibration for instruments for um, the likes of pharmaceutical companies. So you've been extra busy over the last few months, have you? Yeah, non-stop. Yeah, the pharmaceutical companies never stop, so we never stop, so... Good. Have you still had to go in or have you been able to do any of it from home? No, I've been going in okay. every day, yeah. Well, so Monday to Friday. Anything unusual that you have to wear in the office because of that? No, just practice social distancing and hand sanitising and that. And That's it, yeah. Just okay. be careful. That's all you can do. Yeah. Now, Chris, I'm terrible at guessing whereabouts uh, a Scottish accent is oh, from. Glasgow where all day long. <laughs> is it Glasgow all day long? Yeah, just outside Glasgow, Gla- yeah. Just yeah. outside Glasgow? Yeah. So I've been Very over much. here twenty odd years, so it's faded slightly. It certainly has, yeah, it has. <laughs> I'd say if you went home for I'd say if you went home for an error, you'd sound like Alex Ferguson again. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Best of luck. Ten All questions. Right, thank you. Let's do it. Let's give him a grand. Begins in three, two, one. What deep Chinese cooking pan is associated with stir frying? What? 
In 2017, Dunleary Harbour celebrated its anniversary. Was it 100 or 200 years old? 200. In what European country is Antwerp in? Belgium. What Irish actor is performing an online gig with Dermot Kennedy tonight? Paul Mescal. True or false, Shakira is Ariana Grande's godmother? False. Who has more followers on TikTok, Niall Horan or Post Malone? Niall Horan. Which former cricketer is now a Top Gear presenter? Um, Freddie Flintoff. Uh, eat Fresh is the slogan for which famous fast food chain? Eat Fresh. Eat Fresh. Um, Abra Kababa. Who played Wonder Woman in the 2017 film Justice League? Gal Gadot. And what is the maximum legal speed limit on Irish motorways? 120 kilometres per hour. Oh, he's good, Chris. Oh, you're good. You're good, Chris. Good, he's good. Chris, you're good. I, I was seeing Euro signs as we were going along there. The first few questions were all bang, 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 bang. I, I answered the same answer as you for question six. Who was more followers on TikTok? Niall Horn or Post Malone? So the first five were right. Walk 200, Belgium, Paul Maskell and False. They were all correct. Post Malone has 7.2 million followers on TikTok. Niall Horan has 1.8 million. He's playing oh. catch up there at the Niall, moment. Niall, Niall, up your game, Niall. He on, dominates Niall. on Insta and he dominates on Twitter. But um, yeah, TikTok, he's, he's not even putting much stuff on, on TikTok, to be honest with you. The only the other one. So. The only other one, Chris. Eat fresh. Subway. Subway, eat fresh. Ah, I get it all the time, though. Every time you see a Subway (laughs) sign underneath it, it says, eat fresh. I won't be eating it again. (laughs) You got an eight. You could have got a ten. I ah. know you could have on another day. No bother. Thanks, lads. Thank you. Thanks for having us on, and maybe try again someday, all right? Mind yourself. Good luck. You have been doing your best. Shagas! He's here (laughs) at 10 past nine this morning. Now I get snared doing a Shaggy impersonation. He was actually on the Zoom call and he he, he could hear me. I was, this, <laughs> I was this doing the background and you can hear Nobby going, I think they can hear us. Shaggy! <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm probably <laughs> hear us. So it turns out we reckon he probably did. Here's Roisin's Shagger. <laughs> Who's that meant to be? Come on now, Roisin. What is that? That was like... Hey, look, it's so often our very rare lady will send us in her voicemail at all. So, uh, look, we'll take it. <laughs> so what's that supposed to be about, baby? <laughs> he is from Jamaica. That's not bad, in fairness. Not bad. Yeah, uh, but that's, that's, uh, that's not even a shaggy song he's doing. It is. What's the murder, 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 isn't it? Crazy. No, that's... Oh, that's Blue That's Cat- Let It Breathe. Sorry, yeah, Let It Breathe's not on that. That's uh, Sean Paul. No. They <laughs> call me Mr. Lover. Mmm, Mr. Lova Lova. Mmm, Mr. Lova Lova. They call me Mr. Bombastic, <laughs> Deli Fantastic. What do you call that? Arnold Schwarzenegger. I'll be back, will you? <laughs> That's Arnie, that Shagger. is. <laughs> Shagger. That's actually the best. All erosion, okay. Shagger. We're going to Shagger. She never sent us one again. Oh, that's good. That's better. That's Marky D. That's pretty good. Marky D, one, two, one. How you doing, Marky D, one, two, one? Shabba. 
Shabba Shabba. wasn't Shaggy. That's Shabby. That's Shabba Ranks. It's That's a, a different, different guy. Oh. Shabba. <laughs> anyway, the real Shaggy is a legend. We have a video version of it coming soon as well because we beamed into his gaff. You want to see his gaff, lads? Oh, my God. He's a grand piano behind him with the, the thing open and he's got his hat tilted and his shades on. It's like four o'clock he's our so time. cool. It was nine o'clock in the morning where he was. Uh, he was just a lovely man to chat to. So he's here at 10 past nine this morning. Don't miss it. Cinemas, right? They're going to change. Things in cinemas are going to change in, in little ways. Let me tell you about something first of all. Well, View have announced that they're going to be opening in Ireland from the 7th of August. And you'll book online, but like, yeah, hasn't everyone been doing that for the last God don't know how long? So that's going to, you'll still be able to queue up for your popcorn and your minstrels. Uh, not sure about the shovel with the old pick and mix. Bit allergic to that at best times. There'll be a gap in between each. Can you sit together? Like, if you go with somebody else? Uh, It'll be in pairs or what? There'll be enhanced cleaning protocols inside the venues. Employees will wear protective gear. Film times will be staggered to limit the amount of people in foyers and corridors at any one time. Um, and the safety of those at work who visit our sites is paramount, they say. We've therefore taken the time to ensure protocols and staff training are in line with the latest guidance. It doesn't go into details about how far apart. I'd imagine they put like the signs on the buses and the cinema seats. So don't sit listen. But if you're if you're going as a couple, can you sit together? Or if you're going as a family, can you have four together? Uh, I'd imagine if you're all in a family, they do that? yeah, there's no need to socially yeah. distance from your own family. Although you might want to stay away from them for a while. It's just a bit of a break, you know, two hours. Uh, but here's the big thing, right? This isn't to do with you. This is to do with Universal Pictures. So they were having a row with the company that own Odeon. Right, so there's this bigger company that calls something else, three-letter word, yeah. two-letter word, American company. They were having rows with Universal Pictures. Universal Pictures, obviously, you've got a load of mu- uh, films. This year, for example, they brought out Trolls, the new Trolls, and that went straight to your telly box at home. So good now, one. they're after doing a deal, because what what the cinema company that Odeon own, uh, or own Odeon, they were like, if everyone gets to see a movie as soon as it comes out at home... They're not. They're not going to go to the cinema anymore. So they're like, you know, we want to protect our business, and there's still, you know, there's definitely still something nice about going to the cinema. It's time out, massive screen. You get your munch on. I, I know you can do it all at home, and everyone has like a sixty-two inch television these days, but it's still not the same. So what's after change now, which will probably never be the same again after Corona, is seventeen days after a Universal picture comes out in the cinema you'll be able to watch it on your telly at home. Normally it's like, what, six months or something? That's a great idea. So it's just over two weeks. Now it's only Universal, and it's only one film studio under Universal. So it might be like Studio 6 or whatever, whatever ones they, let's say they bring out Paddington or something. You'll be able to see their stuff. But the idea I imagine now is Warner Brothers and Sony Pictures and all the other companies are going to go, well, hang on, we want to do that as well. So it sounds like when everything finally gets back to normal... Uh, you won't be waiting that long gap anymore. That's a brilliant idea. Like they should they should just release movies for the same price as a cinema ticket to be stream on your house. If you want to go to the cinema, you can. If you want to stay at home, you can. There's certain people who won't want to go to cinemas at all because it'd be you know high risk or whatever, and they don't want to go somewhere where there's loads of people uh, anymore. But so they could still have the chance to stream if they if they want to do it at home. Yeah. 
But look, it's how it's going to change. Uh, are you okay with that? Was everyone thinking, have anyone got any you know, thoughts? You love going to the cinema and you'll, you'll still do it? Or you know, those big spinny fans in the roof spreading the air conditioning around? How does that all work? But it sounds like the future of that gap is gone forever. There'll be no more waiting. Like literally... Two weeks later, there's a lot of indie films. Like there's like there's a, there's a cinema that just shows indie films, and they know that their core audience can't always make it to see those films, and they have a small cinema, but they do stream an awful lot of films as well. If you become a member, so you can either go and see it in cinema, or you can stream it in your own house, and yeah, that way you're not missing any good ones. Another good idea. That's how it's all looking. Well, they've been doing that for ten years. Uh, for the future, anyway, for, for the 17-day the thing. Uh, right, we got Dish the Dirt coming up. Uh, more on the BAFTAs. More on Slagging Brian kept me busy in lockdown. Amy's been chatting about how they've been getting on. Um, what else is, is there? Uh, Paul Mescal, of course, has had to tell everyone he's Irish, not English, after he was claimed yesterday. And so much more on Dish the Dirt. Before. Now it's time for Showbiz News. FM 104's Dish the Dirt. With Mooney's Hyundai, Long My Road, and Dean's Grange. Your first stop for Hyundai, epmooney.ie. So Post Malone and Joe Rogan just had a three and a half hour live podcast. It all happened a few hours ago. Um, it's all knocking around on YouTube. They took some uh, substances, some psychedelic substances. There was a bottle open. There was some fizzy drinks open on the thing. And they spoke for three and a half hours, possibly mentioning jujitsu and elk meat. Uh, <laughs> Joe Rogan likes to mention them every time he speaks. But uh, they had a big chat. And uh, here's, what, here's a little bit of a story from Post. If aliens are real... I'm not 100% convinced, <laughs> but I'm probably like 90% convinced. But just looking from past experience, and you know, there's like drawings. Like right. even in the Mona Lisa, there's a weird thing or whatever in the yeah, background like and shit. Saucer. But I see spaceships. One. I mean, I, you've seen I never. UFO? Yeah. What'd you I, say? What'd it look like? I was probably 16. I was at in upstate New York. My aunt and uncle were very strict. And we had to go to bed at a very strict deadline, probably 10 p.m. And I was looking out the window with my cousin, and it's just a light that just stays there and then just f- goes off. It just... This sounds like it's three and a half hours long, right? Everyone pizza, yeah, I'm starving. <clears throat> I don't know if I could handle three and a half hours. Now, they do That's what they lot. do is they, they chop it up into the best bits as well, so you can get those bits... If you want to see what Post and Joe were chatting about. What's going on with Snoop and Eminem? Snoop Dogg says that Eminem is not in his top 10 rappers of all time list. <gasps> and he's shocked everybody. Here's how the fans have reacted. You got to look at what Dr. Dre was always up against. He was never like the greatest producer in the world when he was with NWA. And he was making the greatest music in the world. But they wasn't giving him that. Finding talent every time you come out. Eminem, the great white hope. White rappers had zero respect in rap. Let's keep that one foul wow. None. He has probably put Eminem in a position where he could be labeled as one of the top 10 rappers ever. I don't think so. But the game feels like he's top 10 lyricists and all that that comes with it. But that's just because he's with Dr. Dre and Dr. Dre helped him find the best Eminem that he could find. Yeah. Not a fan then. Well, maybe he's a fan. He's just not in his top... He's a fan, not in the top ten. Like, I mean, there's an awful lot to choose from, so... <laughs> Putting the top ten together of anything is going to be difficult. 
Yeah. So, Idris Elba says it's, it's a special experience for his family to watch his sitcom The Long Run. I've seen some of the first seasons. Season three is, is on now at the moment. It's based on his childhood. The second episode is airing on Sky One tonight of the latest season. And Idris explains what his mum thinks of the show. It's really weird watching my mum watch it because she loves comedy, right? So she's kickling away and then she'll stop in the middle of it and you can just see her mind drifted off to a time where, wow, that was actually what it was like. Okay. What does this send? Idris and our microphone. Must be on the Bluetooth on the L car kit. Trying to, uh, trying to keep himself busy. Shaggy! I think I'm probably Harris. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hello. 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 Hey, what's up, man? Hey, Shaggy. How you doing? I'm good, my brother. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Dublin's F104. It is the Strawberry Alarm Clock, and we're going to talk to a man now who sounds like he could be from here. He married a girl from Dundalk. He likes black and white, <laughs> black and white milkshakes like ourselves. It's been around all my life. Like I do not remember music without this man. The only difference thing is uh, nobody in this country is this cool. Shaggy, good morning. Good morning, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, well that's, I don't think I've ever had um, quite an introduction like that, but yeah, <laughs> I welcome it. <laughs> <laughs> is it true they like I the black do. and white uh, drink that's famous in Ireland uh, just as much in Jamaica? They love it there. I do, I do, but I like it, I like it when I go to, and it's draft and fresh and stuff like that. Yeah, you know, it's a different taste in Ireland than anywhere else, though. I'm, I'm sure you all know that, though. Oh, totally. So, is. Yeah, it goes with nostalgia and the whole vibe of it. You know, to just sit in an Irish pub and have a Guinness is pretty good. It's pretty What's good. your favorite yeah, bar so. in Dublin that you've been in? I don't think it, I don't have any particular one because I stay different places when I do come. You know, but um, okay, I usually go whichever one my wife goes into. <laughs> 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 she's gonna, she's just gonna drag me and says, "Okay, we're going here." Boom, you know, because she's raised in that culture. You know what I mean? So it, it's cool. You know, I just kind of go and just go with it. And every now and then, I mean, they've been coming. Uh, my kids are practically all, you know, half Irish. Also, you know, they, they come almost every year to see their relatives. And you know, half, some of the time when I'm not touring or or if there's a window, she just drags us drags me into the whole vibe and we normally go around and, and, and we do the, the traditional thing jump in a minivan and just drive around the whole coast and visit all the relatives and you know all the friends and it's been uh, one of the things that we do normally as a musician you're the guy who the up-and-coming singers want to work with the established singers want to work with people like sting want to work with how do you do that well, that's giving me a little bit more credit than I than I. <laughs> I, think, uh, I don't think true. everybody wants to work with me. I, you know, if you look at my track record of, of people that I've that I've worked with, they're normally no name artists. You know that when I did, uh, it wasn't me. There was a no name artist by the name of Rick Rock. When I did uh, in the summertime and Angel and Gig Up, those there was a no name artist by the name of Rock. Uh, I did I Need Your Love recently, which was a massive hit, and there were upcoming artists such as Fady and Mohambe that nobody knew. And now I'm I'm having success with a huge track called Banana with another artist that's uh, a new and upcoming artist that no one knows, which is conqueror you know so i really just go with music on on just my ear and my vibe and and sting is a massive superstar but that also just happened out of pure friendship and camaraderie and and, and vibe you know we didn't set out to make a record so 20 years ago shaggy hot shot came out mm -hmm. and it was a monster absolute 
monster. Like all the singles were huge on it. Everybody, I think, in Ireland had a copy of it. And now, Hot Shots 2020 is coming, where you've re-recorded some of the classics. Yeah, I re-recorded. You know, they, they wanted me to do a 20-year anniversary, like a remaster. I didn't feel like I wanted to do that. You know, I think everybody does that. So what I wanted to do was basically, I took five of the most streamed tracks on there, Angel It Wasn't Me, Love Me, Love Me, and of course, Keeping It Real. And then I threw like Hot Shot, the, 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 track, uh, the title track here. I did a reproduction and new music, new vocals. And the reason for this is because, you know, there's a lot of kids that are young that weren't even born, but they're, they're doing TikToks like it wasn't me, you know. And um, a lot of these records were very recurrent on radio still. So I wanted them to experience what we experienced in 2000 with Hot Shot, but in their own vibe, you know, uh, musically. So I, I experimented with trap and used a lot of young producers. And, and, and I really liked how it sounded. So I just kind of repeated the same concept with like some of my older track, Mr. Bombastico, Carolina, Hey Sexy Lady. And it just feels like a, an amazing summer package to help you combat COVID. <laughs> Somewhere under the sea must be definitely something. Was that influenced by your daughters? Oh, yeah. But yeah, that was that was also on there. Yeah. Um, you know what? I did uh, the Disney uh, Under the Sea for Little Mermaid. Of course, Little Mermaid is one of those shows that is on Disney Plus over and over again. So there's a lot of fan base and kids that really buy into it. And, you know, so we did like a reggae version of it. The album just people request it when I go to shows. Hey, under the sea, <laughs> like, I'm, in the, I'm in the middle of bombastic here, bro. What's up? <laughs> Did it fantastic. I missed the love of love, yeah. for God's sake. Come on, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> With that in mind, Shaggy, I can't believe we're talking, Shaggy. Uh, there was a video back in May of Snoop singing Frozen, Let It Go in his car. Uh, has have people ever pulled up beside you at the traffic lights in Jamaica and you're belting out, uh, oh, yeah. One of the Disney classics I'm, for the for the kids, of course, no, not, not for you. I'm sure if somebody pulled up beside me and say, "Sing it out, going." You see, it is always greener in somebody <laughs> else's lake. You dream about going up there, but that is a big mistake. Just look at the world around you, right here on the ocean shore. Such wonderful things around you. What more is you looking for under the sea? <laughs> Yeah. With the shaggy. <laughs> it's a great tune. It's well written. What can I say, man? It's 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 a classic. My children love it. My daughters are fans of it. With uh, the fact that you're a dad in mind, and speaking of Disney and, and your young daughters, whether it's Coco or maybe Frozen because of the parents, is there a Disney movie that kind of, there's something in your eye when you're watching it? Maybe maybe only the first time? I think, I think classic Snow White is always great. <laughs> yeah. Um, Beauty and the Beast. There's tons of them. Frozen was a big one for us because I have twin girls and they really locked on to that. You know, I have videos of my little daughter singing, let it go, let it go. <laughs> like, so. You found out recently you have a very famous royal fan. Do I? Prince Harry. Yeah, Prince Harry. Did he? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I forgot. I'm in Jamaica, so I'm a little... I'm a little out of the, out of the news about what's going on. I've seen some some press thing coming up about. I mean, you know, Prince Harry came to Jamaica uh, to visit. It was a big deal while he, when he was here, which I was very excited about it for the fact that his his mother was supposed to come here to help do the Bustamante Hospital for ch children to to walk it and bring a lot of awareness to it. And she died right before it, so that's when I took up the charge. And it's the only children's hospital in the English speaking Caribbean, so. 
I just kind of took that charge up after she left, after she died and, and started doing fundraising for it. And then, you know, we raised a, a couple million dollars for it over the years. And uh, he was coming to visit also. So it was a big deal. So I was asked to go ahead and uh, come down and meet the prince. And of course, you know, my wife said to my child, uh, at, th- at that time, I think she was about five years old at the time. It's like, oh yeah, you know, daddy's going to meet the prince. She's like, I want to meet the prince. You know, I, and <laughs> I was like, okay, I'll take her. Out. You know, she went, took her off school early today, and we went and met Prince Harry, and she was totally disappointed. <laughs> she was like, <laughs> and he looked at me when he was meeting her. He says, I've never, I've never met anyone so unimpressed. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wow. And she's like, I'm like, what is your problem? What's wrong? He's the prince. He's, he doesn't look like the prince in Disney. <laughs> in her mind, he needed to be walking. He needed to have the cape and the whole thing and come in on the horse. <laughs> and she saw him in yeah. a suit, a gray suit. It was like, who is this guy? <laughs> but, uh, you know, he was a good what, sport guy, man, And he came yeah. With that kind of charity work in mind, and again, I don't want to blow smoke, but when you look back at your life, you would have served in the military, you would have entertained thousands with your music, more than thousands, and you would have done what you could for charity. It would be probably easy as, as a successful singer to just sit back and enjoy the trappings. Did someone from your childhood instill this to give back to you, or who do you credit that with, or is it just you're just a good person? You know, I think that when you come from nothing, and you've always been a dreamer, it should be easy for you to sit back and look at your journey and realize how fortunate you are. And when you have acquired so much that you could stop and say, okay, this is more than what I need, then you start to realize that this is not just for you. This talent you were given is not just for yourself. It's for others. If you ask me what my legacy will be, it will not be about accolades or accomplishments. It will be about how many people's lives I've touched and I've affected in a positive positive way. There's a documentary out now on Vice called The Making of It Wasn't Me. And in there I said, 11 people bought homes and started their lives on that album that I wrote. And I continue to look at it that way that I, I, I do music because it affects people's life. When I go on tour, I just did a tour with me and Nelly. There was 20,000 people every night. You know what I mean? There's about 100 riggers, you know? Uh, that's 100 electricity bill, you know, school fees, mortgages, you know? Uh, all of these people make a paycheck off what you do, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it affects their lives. And then their their kids go to college and maybe you go into an Ivy League college. And it's a snowball effect that you got to recognize what your purpose is. And I recognize pretty early what my purpose is. And it's not just about yourself. We could call you Mr. Share the Lover Lover. <laughs> Mr. What? <laughs> we could call you Mr. Share the Lover Lover. <laughs> Mr. Share the Lover Lover. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, you, you got to. What, what, how, how much fun is it without that? What fun is it without that? You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. um, it's true. you know, I remember buying my first home, my first big home, because I bought couple of smaller homes and I went to decide, okay, I'm going to buy a nice house now. I bought this incredible house in Jamaica in, in a neighborhood that when I was a kid, I used to throw stones at their mangoes and they let the dogs out at me and now I'm their neighbor, you know? So I'm like, <laughs> look at me now, you know what I'm saying? So I'm in that neighborhood now and I built a pool. I built, I want, I want a big swimming pool. I built the swimming pool, and, you know, because I, in my mind, I think that's when you reach, you know, yeah, I got swimming pool. Yeah, I'm from the ghettos, you know, and there was a bath pan or you go to the beach or, you know, <laughs> 
I got a pool in my backyard. Yeah, I want a pool. And I'm done with the pool and I'm setting it up. Yo. Then I realized to myself, damn, I can't swim. <laughs> but it's it's the mentality, you know, I had to go, you know, and my, my wife was kind enough to say, well, we're going to get you lessons. You know, it's, it's, it's things like that as part of the dream that you, because you see these things and you dream about being that person and being that, and you realize after a while when you accomplish those things, it's really not about that. It was said that ghetto is get out, you know, and I implore everybody who's in the ghetto to find a way out. You know, I try to put them on on the track to say, hey, this takes hard work, but you are you have got to change the cycle and the narrative of how your life has been going in your generational life. And you got to change it. And I'm in the position to change that for a lot of my families. And I have <laughs> on a serious note, it sounds like the only place you can go next is president. Would you have a crack at it? There is so much shame on that office now. Who would want to hold that office, really? <laughs> like Shaggy, you don't want to move to a smaller house anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I don't, you know, that's not, that's not, that's not a job I would want at all. Anybody could get that job right now. If you talk the right crap. <laughs> as soon as we can fly again, you better get back to Ireland because we need more gigs. Looking forward more to fun. it. Thank you, my brother. I'm looking forward to it. Thank you. So um, there's a relationship expert in Australia. Her name is Jane Hocking. She's 35. She's from Sydney. And she says, ladies... If you're looking for a man, you should never date a man between 30 and 40. In that age bracket, a man in his 30s, steer clear. Is that because they haven't been snapped up by then? Well, she said, men in their 30s, statistically, and it's the same kind of statistics in this side of the world as well, in Ireland, the average, uh, the average, the average time a man gets married, sort of early 30s, I think it's in the UK, it's like 33.4 is the average age. And she said they're crickets. Crickets? What does that mean? <laughs> men, men, she says they're crickets. They're typically settling down and growing their families. They're off the market. Don't waste your time with a guy who's in his 30s. They said a guy in his 20s would be much more romantic. He'd be looking for love. He's probably not, statistically, not probably not married yet. And But a guy, the ultimate guy you want to go for is about 45 ish who's coming out of a divorce and looking for love second time round she says they uh, probably have a few more quid quid put by and they are also much more romantic they'll take you out on a nicer date she's told Australian women <laughs> to give men between 30 and 40 the big but steer she's saying like she's contradicting herself there 30 to 40 if they're married yeah fine if they're single then they're not necessarily settling down so that's ridiculous well maybe they want to settle down too too fast you know 20 something year olds probably aren't as arsed with settling down yeah 45 I mean, you could argue the other side that they'll have baggage and if they have an ex-wife they might have kids and then it's like they'll well, hate you she says they're good they're great at old school dating they pick up the phone for a chat. They only date one person at a time. And they tend to be terrible at playing games, unlike <laughs> lads in their 30s. She says, sure, men come with baggage, Nubby, but uh, the, like the bitter remnants of a divorce and a few kids, but yeah. also it means that they've proven they aren't scared to commit oh. at least a decent amount of time. So she says, give those guys a go. They're better. They're better crack. Give them a go. I think she means quite literally. Uh, yeah. Right, well, lads, if you're 30 to 40, listen to this. Sorry. Um, you off the market, lads. And if you're younger, uh, stop the games. Although, look, that's half the crack, really, at that age. 
<laughs> you know? Don't reply for four days. Drives them mad. It's uh, the strawberry alarm clock on F104, 943.